0: Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter six, verse sixteen to twenty-nine. I'm going to read like an amazing story. Maybe how many of us know who John the Baptist is, like the one who announced Jesus? And how many of us know how he died? He died a terrible death. I'm going to tell you why he died right now. Amen. And somebody's wondering, what's the uh, you know uh, connection between the death of somebody and you know uh, Thanksgiving today? Amen. We're going to know The connection, (laughs) all right. But when Herod heard this, he said, "John, whom I beheaded, so he was beheaded, has been raised from the dead." You know, they're talking about Jesus Christ, and they told Herod about, as the king, about Jesus uh, Jesus Christ, the things he was was doing. And Herod was afraid. You know, he shook. He was like, "Ah, is John's spirit back?" You know, people will uh, believe in all this reincarnation. I believe what they call it, reincarnation. What's the right word? Reincarnation, amen. And uh, it was like, is this John back, the John I beheaded? And um, you begin to wonder, how is it possible for them to, you know, behead a great man like John, amen. But anyways, it is what it is. It happened, they crucified Jesus Christ. Say, for Herod himself, amen. Say, for Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested, And he had bound him and put him in prison. He did this because of Herodias, his brother, Philip's wife, whom he had married. For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So that was his offense. And so Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But she was not able to because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and a holy man. When Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. You know, like, this guy is stating facts, you know, he's bringing out truth. He loved it, yet you know, there was a lady who committed him into something like this. It says, um, Finally, the opportune time came. On his birthday, Herod gave a banquet for his high officials and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guest. The king said to the girl, Ask me anything you want and I will give it to you. And they promised her with an oath, whatsoever you ask, I will give you up to half of my kingdom. Somebody say praise. Say praise. Amen. Okay, I'm preaching like all these people. Amen. Praise. And um, remember what this was the same thing David did, you know, was dancing, 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 scattered ground. And what happened? Oh, God blessed him and cursed his wife, who, you know, mocked at his praise. And the same thing, you know, Herod was having his birthday celebration, and then the daughter came in. You know, do you know what kind of dance has this person danced that the king would say, up to half of my kingdom, up to half of my kingdom dance? And I've given us a similarity, you know, with that of David, and we check... Um, Bible, I think Second Chronicles, no First Chronicles rather, um, I think chapter 20, talking about um, what, what's his name again? What's the name of the king? Jehoshaphat. When they began to praise God and three nations were fighting against themselves. And the same way, that's how God honors praises. Let me tell you something. As you're in this place now, imagine if I begin to hear you. There's this statement that is uh, somewhere like but don't you know, call me boss. I beg. You know when somebody is calling you boss, 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 like boss, like before you know that boss will turn to show me love now, amen. And because you know, and when somebody begins to praise you, you know, there's it does something to you, amen. We are, like that is how we are, and the same way God is. Begin to hail somebody. You know what this agbero uh, ah ababa, uh, <laughs> and it's like what 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 now, and they're like. Then um, they give something. Something is released. And so in the atmosphere of praise, something is released. Something is released. And there is nothing that attracts the attention of God like praise and sacrifice. Praise and sacrifice gets the attention of God. When you begin to dance, you know, um, it's your own dance. It might be scattered, Dance or anything, it's between you and who, you and God. Amen. Let me keep going so that we just you know hear the remaining part of the story. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask? She was confused. What shall I ask for? The mother said, The head of John the Baptist, at once the girl, you know, foolish request, like up to half of the kingdom, and it's only one thing to tell you that the head of John the Baptist was head of value to them. Up to half of the kingdom, and she requested for the head of John the Baptist. And what happened at once? The girl ordered to the king with the request I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter that is on a charger. The king was greatly distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he did not want to refuse her, so he immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. The man went, beheaded he John in the prison, and brought back his head on a platter. He presented it to the girl and she gave it to her mother. On hearing of this, John's disciples came back, took the body, and laid, and laid it. I think it was the book of Matthew or Luke that then said they told Jesus about this story. Jesus felt so bad and he decided to separate himself. And um, upon separating himself, people like he moved with a boat and people ran with their legs. They caught up with him and there were so many sick people around there. And so Jesus' best revenge at that time for the enemy was to do what? Was to heal the sick. So many people were healed. He began to heal the sick. That was the best revenge. And so I'll just encourage us, your best revenge every time should be love. This is outside. You know, compassion flew out of him. And they were healed. So every time somebody does something like Like, like if you want the enemy to be angry, just show love. Just show love show love the enemy will be so mad and he cannot do anything about that amen so don't say i have gotten the enemy angry." angry. that's why this bad thing is happening to me no god is going to protect you and you have to believe in god every time amen so praise and thanksgiving is the only thing god can't give himself god imagine somebody coming thank me thank me thank me i thank me thank me do you understand what i'm saying you can't thank yourself Amen. You can acknowledge the good you are doing, but you can't thank yourself and be fulfilled. There's, you know, just like, you know, we have parents and your parents are doing things. They know they are trying, but that mommy thank you means so much to them. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so, God can't give himself thanks and be satisfied. And enjoy his own things. Do you, am I communicating? But it is one thing you can give to God, and God will be so pleased. You'll be so excited when you begin to thank God. Like God like, ah, because yeah, it's you know it's very easy for you to be ungrateful. Like the Bible says in Book of um, Psalms, Chapter 150, Verse 6: Let everything that has bread, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the fundamental requirement for you to praise God is what? It's the fact that you can breathe. But how many of us like no, like we know? that it's only until God does something for us, we thank him. And the thanks is not, sometimes it doesn't stay longer. Just, uh, thank you, and then we just go, we forget about him. And then when there's another problem, like, Lord, Lord, Lord. You know, when things are actually good, like you know, like the word you define, when things are very calm and everything, it's very easy for you to be, you know, um, it's very easy for you not to acknowledge God in anything. But when you're going through some days where you remember God, ah, oh, wow, like, you begin to pray. Fire, fire, like, you know, bond my father, any witch in which my father's house, die. My mother's, has, die. I don't know who plays the witches there, but just die, die, die. We pray all these prayers, but when things are smooth, it's difficult for you to acknowledge God. Amen. So as I was saying, but, you know, worship and prayers, us into what? Into the presence of God. So this is what I'm, 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 there's, a scripture, there's a scripture backing for this. When there's praise and sacrifice it draws the attention of God. And wherever there is praise, God is in a place like that. He's chilling there. He loves it so much. But then when we begin to worship, we're entering into the throne. Now we sing songs. Amen. I enter through the blood of the Lamb. Amen. And when it's praise time, God is like, ah, "What is happening here?" Let's go to Psalms 22, verse three. I'm going to use King James. Say, "But thou, O Lord, oh thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel." Let me use Amplified. Say, "But you are holy, oh." you will dwell in the only place where the praises of Israel are offered. Where the praises of the people of God are, offer, are offered. It says, "He the praises of what? Of Israel. So, the amplifier says that he dwells where praise is found. So, wherever there is praise, God is there. So, when you begin to praise God, God comes. You don't need to travel. He comes. Amen. So, It's two ways. And I'm I'm going to, both of them are important. Don't get me wrong. And there's a scripture for this, John chapter 15, verse 4. Like, I'm going to give a prophetic um, interpretation for this, you know. We can actually explain this in different forms. But John chapter 15, verse 4, it says that what? It says, abide in me and I in you. So the both of them are important. Now, when we worship, we step into the presence of God. When we praise, God comes into our presence. Amen. Say, abide in me and I in you. For no man bears fruit except the words, they abide in the Father. Amen. And so both are important. And this a prophet, we can explain this you know, in different form, but you know, this is what I got this morning. It says, Abide in me and I in you. So when we begin to praise God, and if the both of them walk together. And remember um, Solomon, there's a very long story. Let me just let me see if I can read. First uh, Kings chapter 3, verse 14 to 15. Say, and Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statues of his father, David, except that he sacrificed, except so he was following his father. Everything David did, Solomon was following, but he added something onto it. There was a difference. And what happened? So, there were times David needed to sacrifice to be cleansed, but Solomon was without anything, so he was not sacrificing to be cleansed. Amen. He said, except that he sacrificed, and at the high places, now the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. So he was not sacrificing because anything has happened. For that, for that was the great high place. Solomon offered a thousand bond offerings on the altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. So you see, God came to Solomon and God said, ask, what shall I give you? What shall I give you? you. No, there is something that has been done and it's God that is beginning to disturb. Many of us, we are so quick to disturbing God. God, give me. But this one, God is asking you, what do you want? The same thing that happened with Herod. Herod, the girl didn't come to ask Herod anything, the daughter of Herodias. It was the king who came to her, what do you want? Up to half. And the same thing, God came to him in a dream and said, so look, what do you want? and there's a way we will praise God they God to be the one asking you what do you want what open check tell me what do you want what do you want and then you begin to say what do you want it's a check it's not an application you're not writing a proposal here he's the one who has proposed to you and all you just need to say is begin to fill in the line there that this is what i want and i keep on reading and solomon answered you have shown great mercy to your servant david my father Because he walked before you in truth and righteousness and in uprightness of heart with you, you have continued this great kindness for him, and you have given him a son to sit on his throne. As it is this day, now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father, David. But I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of your people whom you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to be numbered or counted. Therefore, give to your servant an understanding art to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge these great people of yours? And now, see, um, sometimes, I'm, I'm going to add this part, so that many times when you're going to ask things, you know, this guy, you know, this is God who can give everything. And Still see the way he was requesting, he was requesting in connection to purpose. Like God, you have given me this position. See, I'm a child. I don't have the capacity to lead this. Remember, I, I I told us last week Sunday, Saul didn't have the no two Sundays ago, Saul didn't have the capacity to lead the children of Israel, and then his journey ended immediately. But David, God had to build him through a process called the wilderness. A building, 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 until he was fit into that place. Now, Solomon, a little child, was placed there. There was no capacity whatsoever to lead this kind of people. It's like, God, see, the only thing, I just want understanding. Some people will say it's wisdom. I just want understanding how to judge these people, how to lead these people. It's not money he was asking for. Many of us were soaking money, we get to our house here, um, two private jets. Big one that can take me and my family. Small one that can just end up. An helicopter that can just land me. Boom. Like we begin to see all these things and go like, so for what? So there is, you know. Provision comes with vision. It is not vision. Um, it is not provision that carves vision for you. So it was like when well, uh, if you just give me money, I go know which I go. You have to know what to do, and then it will attract the resource that is needed for it. And so the same way Solomon came, like, look, God, you have given me an assignment here. I want understanding to be able to function effectively. So when you are going to ask afterwards today, when God said, what do you want? So you ask with wisdom. With, you, amen. Because many of us, so that you don't start to say, give me, begin to ask for things that God is weak the way Herodias' daughter did. Just the head of John. After everything, this kingdom is just the head of this man that you want. Foolish asking. So he was like, that my uncle that has been God, let him just die. That's the only thing I'm going to After it, only this one. Amen. Let me just keep reading. Since the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing, then God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked long life, you know, as a king, you want to live long, to be king forever, uh, for yourself. Nor have asked for riches for yourself, nor asked the li- the life of your of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your word. See, I have given you a wise and understanding art. so that there has not been anyone like you before, nor shall any like you arise after you. And I have also given you what you have not asked for, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all your days. So if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. Then Solomon awoke, and indeed it had been a dream. Somebody say, addition. You ask for one, and it's God who is adding. That's why the Bible says, It says that, it should, what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things people are killing themselves for will be added unto you. So all he was seeking was just the kingdom, the way of the kingdom. And then God was adding, 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 adding. Every time, morning, morning is prayer, and this one. No! Those things would come. They are additions. Additions. to tap your neighbor and say additions. Amen. So, now look at his approach afterwards. He says, And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and offered bond offerings again. Offered peace offerings and made a feast for all his servants. So he did it again. Like, and that's, it brings me to this statement, whatsoever thing you did to get to a particular place is what you need to sustain yourself. Like, If you prayed and you got to a certain level, you are revived to a certain extent. If you must remain in that revived state, you must keep praying. The moment you stop, you drop. If you were not serious in academics and you repeated, the only way to sustain that repetition is don't be serious. So if you studied, how many of us have, you know, maybe when we were in high school, uh, first semester, you were very serious. Maybe you had seven A's or something, uh, first term. And then this next time came, you just... And then you just say, be, 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 be everywhere. Why? Something changed. So for you to remain on the top, you must keep on. So if you praise to get here, you keep praising to sustain the blessing and to attract more. Amen. So, uh, let me just add this last one. Oh, um, yeah. Um, whatever thing you have right now, you receive them you receive many of us have this entitlement mentality some of us think maybe you know i worked so hard you know it's me you know everything and that's why you see, you see them they fail easily they never last but then when you understand that the voice the gift everything you have god gave it to you it's it will turn into like lord here i am how do you want me to use it what should i do how when you understand the money you have God gave it to you you will go to like, Lord, see what I've received how should I share it, or what should I do many of us will receive it and then, when, after receiving it like like we do, I mean let me give you one example you go out, especially mothers do this thing thank God, we don't have any mother yet in this place, oh we have one mother okay, when you go out and maybe an uncle gives you something and when they give you that money you don't want your mother to touch it. Because they will say they will keep it for you. And if they keep it, that <laughs> has been kept. And then the day you ask for it, you see that all the food or anything I've been eaten here. And so you, if they give you something, you don't want to show it. Do I have a witness in the house? You don't want to show it. But God is not like that. That's how many of us treat God. That if we come and show God, we tell God now, God will come and keep it. We'll keep it. But for your own father, me, I love to give my father, but I know it will, it will multiply it. Do you have fathers like that? Oh, it's Nabarod, it's the other way. Eh? My father will multiply it. I, I will gladly give him. Because I know my father does not remember change. If he sends a message, you will not remember the change. Uh, if you want, I, I like to send the clothes to the dry cleaner because when you check the pocket, a lot and you will come. Uh, I saw this point, Say, If no one asks you how much it is, just say, keep it. Like, it's for you. Do you have fathers that many of us, like Every spirit of stinginess <laughs> is broken. <laughs> so, the same way with God, it is multiplication. When we are so excited to, you know, to say, God, this is what you've given to me. I know you are aware. And that level of transparency Brings multiplication, and so everything God has, everything you have, God gave it to you. Let me, let's read First Corinthians, four, verse seven. Say, for who makes you differ from another, and what do you have that you did not receive? Did you give birth to yourself? Did you give birth to yourself? Did you? Ch- Some of you are angry that God sent you to the country you are from. Did you give it? If you could, if you get better to yourself, why didn't you change your nationality? You are changing. <laughs> Amen. And if God does not want you to change, it will not change. This is you says, how she down. It will not change. Amen. If God said that, look, this place you are in, this is where I want to bless you, many people will come onto your brightness, onto your shining. Like, one passport I love so much, the Singaporean passport, it's very strong. It's, huh? All, um, Singapore, 198 countries. Base visa. Very strong. But it was not like this 30 years ago. It was not like this. Some of you are now looking at Singapore. Singapore, You want to go and check Singapore? <laughs> it was not like this before. And God changed the story. And so wherever God has placed you, enjoy it. That's where he's going to bless you. When he called Abraham, he said, To a land I will show you. And the guy just followed like 70 years old man, a land that was supposed to be. Imagine your dad. Some of you have parents who are 60 years old, 65, 60 years old is retirement age. And God comes to say that it's not only me. He called everybody, just that he didn't have a a child then, but at least he had a nephew. And he called everybody. His servants um, uh, come. God said, "He's He's taking me to a place he will show me. Not knowing that that land is the land where his father was going to, but did not make it. But God took Abraham there and he gave Abraham that land. Even when the seeds left the land because of hunger to Egypt, he still returned to that land. And he blessed them there. Amen. So everything you have, God has given to you, when you understand this thing, you're going to live life happily. So that God is Adon. every time. Do you know what Adon is? Adon is landlord, owner of the place. Owner is Adon. This is like uh, Adonai, we worship you. His owner, that's everything you have, his owner. But many of us, just like um, Ananias and Sapphira, like nobody asked them to give. They are those who were to sell. And they came, they still lied. That, oh, uh, this is the amount. And they, what, they paid for it with their life. And so every time we're operating with God, we must understand that everything we have, he gave it to us, and so the Bible says, Let everything that has bread praise the Lord. So, the bread you have, God gave it to you. And as you're going to praise today, praise with understanding, dance with understanding, jump, shout. If you look at your neighbor, like see that birthday, that day, there were so many people in that birthday, but the king singled one person out. Say, so What do you want? So, don't allow God to single some people out and you. They ignore you here. You will never be ignored by God in Jesus' name. Uh, You are not shouting. I said, You will never be ignored by God in Jesus' name. God would locate all of you here in Jesus' name. I said, God will locate some people. Some people are like, What do you locate? Like, God will find you. (laughs) Amen. And so, can we just be on our feet right now? We're just going to worship God and we're going to praise God. Come on, jump up. Give Him a shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to, we're going to worship, we're going to sing one worship song, and afterwards we're going to praise, and then you package your offering, and you dance, 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 feel you are sweating even more than me. Amen.